0: I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation.
1: Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm Dawson D'Amico in for George and Karaski. Cajun's basketball continues its road trip this week, starting at San Marcos against Texas State. Cajuns at Texas State Wednesday, 13-13. First half, Themis Folks dishes to Kobe Julian, who goes behind the back and off the glass. Second half, Julian hits the three. He had 18 to lead all scores. Cajuns now up 21. Hosanna Kittenj goes coast to coast. Louisiana wins 86-68. Cajuns played at South Alabama Saturday. We begin in the second half. Cajuns up and the lead grows with this big steal by Michael Thomas. He misses the layup, but Joe Charles, he's right behind him for the putback. Cajuns are the top three-point offense and defense in the Sun Belt, and they showed why right here. Joe Charles is wide open and Cantrell Garnett finds him, and Charles, all he had to do was do exactly what he did. Here's Michael Thomas with some good pressure on to disrupt the Jaguars three-pointer the Jaguars continue fighting but that was it was all Cajuns in this one Kobe Julian he had 24 and 8 rebounds Joe Charles 22 and 8 rebounds. This was a huge win for the Cajuns as they improve to 11 and 8 on the season. They play Arkansas State at home on Thursday. Let's move to Cajuns women's basketball. They're back at home this week after their road trip with a win at Arkansas State last week. Illness prevented seven Cajuns from playing in this one. Warhawks up five in the fourth. Brandi Williams with a couple of moves and a three. Cajuns down four. Williams again. She had seven. The lead is now one. Louisiana battled but could not get over the hump. ULM actually wins 65-59. Cajuns faced Troy Saturday with eight players this time out with illness. That did not prevent them from making this a very competitive game though. We just heard her name, Brandi Williams. She came out strong as she always does with the Cajuns. She hit multiple three-pointers in the first half as the Cajuns were in the lead going into the third quarter. Tamaya Robinson stepped up big for the Lady Cajuns also as her and Williams both finished in double digits for the game. But it was ultimately Troy's defense and offensive rebounding as the difference makers in this game. The Cajuns fought their hardest, but Troy came out on top 65-57. Louisiana coach Gary Broadhead, he praised his team as fighters following a well-fought loss against a very tough Trojans team. They just keep fighting. You know, they just fight, they work hard. They enjoy they being in Lafayette as you are, so I mean, that, to me that's important, but yeah, it's just, um, yeah, we just keep going and fighting. The injuries are there, you know. And coming up on Inside Cajun Nation, one of Louisiana's football's non-conference opponents have been revealed.
0: This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling.
1: Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. The Cajun football team will play the Wake Forest Demon Deacons for the 2024 season. That replaces the slot previously filled by Michigan State. Louisiana will travel to Winston-Salem, North Carolina to face the Deeks on September 28th. It'll be the first time these schools have met. The full Cajuns schedule will be out later this year. Football is a ways away, something a little closer though on the horizon Cajuns softball and baseball. Coach Gary Glasgow's squad will host the 38th annual Louisiana Classics February 8th through 11th, featuring teams like California, New Mexico, and Chattanooga. The Cajuns will face other non conference teams like LSU, Stanford, and three time defending champion Oklahoma. Louisiana will open Sunbelt play on the road in March at South Alabama. The SBC home opener will be a week later against Coastal Carolina. The Cajuns are defending Sunbelt, regular season and tournament champions, reaching the Super Regional round last year. UL Baseball will open its season with a three-game set against Wright State at the Teague. Starting February 16th, Louisiana will head to Houston in March to play Vandy, LSU and Houston themselves in the Astros Foundation Classic. Sunbelt play begins March 15th at Arkansas State. Opener is March 22nd at Old Dominion. Louisiana will also host 10 midweek games during the 2024 season. The Cajuns finished 41 and 24 and made the NCAA regionals in its 18th season. Up next, Dave Schultz talks the state of the Sunbelt.
2: Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for staying up with us and uh, being a part of the show. We appreciate it. And I am pleased to be joined by Dave Schultz from Locked On Sunbelt. And uh, Dave, uh, we've known each other a good while and, yeah. and uh, I've been on your shows before. Now, this is I think the first time you've had a chance to come on this show. So appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, George. Absolutely. Let's Let's start with this. Uh, because uh, you, you kind of have a, a, a pulse on the Sun Belt and, and along with that is the, goes the Cajuns as well. And the way things are working right now with regards to the transfer portal and guys leaving the uh, Cajuns, and the, la- the latest one that kind of made a splash was Zion Chris, obviously a quarterback for the Cajuns, and, and he's going to head to Houston. Uh, very interesting situation there. Uh, and the it really that, is th- the fact that he's right. gone, going a little west. What your impressions of that, that decision, uh, uh, for, for Zion to go that way?
0: Well, the whole thing was a little bit interesting, right? He did it on signing day. Mm-hmm. And though some of us have a lot of time off during the holidays, football teams don't a lot of players made decisions over the holidays, whether they were into the portal or coming out of the portal, portal committing and he hadn't done it yet. And so you wondered when he did it. Did he have a place in mind? And some of the places that he was mentioning, like UCF, well, that was taken. Duke, that was taken, right? Georgia, he wasn't going there, right? He wasn't going to play. And so, is he looking for a place to play? Like Colorado, you know, Deion's son is going to be playing there, right? right. So, he's not going to play. So, i like, well, maybe he just sits for a year and learns the system. Like, but that's not – he did that already here, right? He sat right. for a year, basically, and learned the system. And then he ends up going to Houston, where they have an incumbent quarterback, Donovan Smith. So that's a little bit interesting. The thing is, they have a new coach in Willie Fritz, went from Tulane now to Houston. Right. So maybe Willie doesn't have any loyalty, supposedly, to the new to the old, old quarterback. quarterback come in here and you'll compete. But usually that's not the case. That usually is when you get to school, you can compete, and it, you know, if you're the better one, you'll get the job. But yeah. but now it may be the case, right? Because. Yeah. Willie doesn't know either of these guys, right? So we'll see how it goes. You hope that he got a little bit of money, right? That's, right. that's the whole the point yeah, of going point. from a, a Sunbelt team to a big, a big 12. 12 team, yeah. yep, and in a major city. Yeah. Uh, so we wish Zion the best of luck, we really do. Yeah. I thought he may have a chance to come back because it was taking a little bit long for him to commit. Right. But, you know, I think he landed on his feet <laughs> and I hope he plays.
2: Yeah, here's my thing. I, it, it's gotta be about the NIL stuff because- A little bit, be, yeah. Because it, when you look at the situation, it was his job here. Yes. Right? I mean, his, his it, it, Zeon had the, like, he proved himself, I thought, in the games that he played this year. He was phenomenal. Just happened to get injured. You know? But I, I thought he played, uh, did a great job this season yes. for the Cajuns. And I thought he locked that job up. So, do you want to be QB1 for sure? Or are you going to test it? It's got a Well, so that's
0: why I think I presume, I don't know, but I yeah. presume yeah. the new crew here made him an NIL offer, but the the crew in Houston <laughs> is probably a little bit more well-funded, all mm, right, sure. specifically by one person. So, yeah. um, you would hope that he would have a, a little bit of a bag, so to speak, yeah. and that you know the the stats between the two quarterbacks are just about the same. Uh, Donovan Smith played a little bit more, so he had more touchdowns, but many more interceptions. The rushing was uh, uh, practically the same. More attempts by Donovan Smith and more yards for Zion. So I think they're basically the same player, huh. and and we'll see if Zion can take it to the next level. Because I was really looking forward to Zion yeah. building something here and right. seeing what the team would be like when the, when the stadium got finished in a couple seasons.
2: See that that I I really think they're. The Cajuns lost out a little bit on that. So now you look at the quarterback situation for UL at this point where we sit now. And you have two guys who have already been here coming back, Ben. And and Chandler apparently says, hey, I'm coming back. Let's do it again. And a little bit of an interesting decision from Chandler there because uh, he went through senior day and did all that stuff.
0: Well, I think Chandler's decision is probably directly correlated to to Zeon's decision because we knew Ben was coming back, and I'm pretty sure that Zeon was going to start and Ben was going to back him up, and that Chandler was like, well, I'm not going to sit behind two guys, right? (laughs) Although now, you know, for the last two years, not one of these guys has stayed healthy for the whole season. So Chandler's like, I'm just going to be ready to play. When I'm called upon, I'll be ready to play. (laughs) And based on the last two seasons, there's better than a 50-50 chance that he's going to see extensive time right Ben hasn't made it through a whole season without without getting injured so I mean we've seen everything from knees to broken legs to appendectomies right and so it's been it's been a crazy injury thing that's hit the Cajuns over the last couple years
2: that's just the quarterbacks we're talking about right right. there's there's all kinds of different positions and and we're going to talk more about this a little later on but how the how the portals kind of Uh, You know, affecting the Sun Belt Conference and and in all of college football. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. Uh, One thing I do want to talk about as well is is you know the Cajuns have this new stadium coming. They knocked down the kind of bizarre to go drive by there on Congress and look over and there's nothing there. It's just uh, just a a bunch of seats and with some rubble on it. Uh, Your thoughts on the on the new stadium?
0: Well, they so I came in here in the middle of the Hudspeth rebirth, right? I was here in year three. So they had already gone to a couple of New Orleans bowls and won two more when I got here. And then they actually went to a fifth one, right? They lost that one to Nikki Mullins in Southern Miss, by the way. So they had been to a bunch, right? And then, you know, the program fell off, but then the oil services industry economy fell off, right? Right. Oil has come back, right? But not the oil services industry. Those jobs haven't come back. So we were drawing, right, or the Cajuns were drawing 25 to 28,000, you know, in the middle of Hudspeth's run, and we just haven't been able to get back to that, right? Yeah. Even when Billy Napier, and it was the year suppose, after COVID, right, 2021 season, right. they're still only averaging ten to 12,000. They host a Sun Sunbelt Championship game, and it was a nice crowd. It wasn't freezing. It wasn't wet, right? What was it, 30, 31,000? It was a nice crowd, but we've seen bigger crowds with McNeese, Southern, and Grambling. Yep. Uh, and so it's a, re- a chance to reset for the Raging Cajuns. They're, they're switching uh, ticket programs, right? They're kind of bringing that right. in-house. I sure. think they're going to have salespeople to go sell it. Um, they really need to, I don't know, readjust, but they really need to reset on how they're doing it because if 20, if 2025 rolls around and they're not drawing, you know, 25,000 a game, that's a problem. Yeah. All right. I don't want to hear about, if it's raining, that's one thing, but I don't want to hear how hot it is because it's it's hot here. It's, all, yeah. it's hot here in September. It's all hot right?
2: Everyone's 60 used to it. miles down the road right, as well. Right. Right.
0: So yeah. exactly. So <laughs> they really need to start drawing. I mean, I should say it should sell out for the season, but that may be, it's going to determine a weather and how good the team is. That's why I was kind of looking forward to seeing the running backs grow, the offensive line grow, if Chris stuck around. So who knows what, right? So now, you know, is Daniel Beal, the incoming freshman from Baton Rouge, going to be the starting quarterback? You know, in 2025, we really don't know who that's going to be. Yeah,
2: it's going to to be interesting. Don't go anywhere. We're coming back more with Dave Schultz from Locked on Sunbelt uh, when we come back right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Dave Schultz, Locked on Sunbelt. At SchultzyCast is where you can find him on X. Uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, I, I listen to you all the and time. And Instagram as
0: well for that fact. Yeah,
2: there you go. And, and you can get his take. And, and, you know, Dave, you're never short of opinions. And right. that's why we love you. Uh, <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, if it comes to Syracuse, you know. We, hey, you definitely watch can. out for the orange. Watch out. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's we crazy. We're talking about basketball? We talk,
0: <laughs> well, basketball is better than than I thought they were going to be. The Duke game notwithstanding. But football they're they're going they're, they're going, going crazy places. they like, are going pra- yeah. I,
2: pa- crazy yeah part of the reason probably is because of the portal right absolutely this day, this well they got and the Georgia
0: age- defensive backs coach Fram Brown yeah uh, who, what was the highlight of me meeting him at the bowl game in Boca since they lost forty five nothing uh but uh, now that's gonna be yeah. I, I can't even believe we're talking about Syracuse doing like a, a top fifty recruiting class it's nice. insane that,
2: see and, and see what happens is that that's this day and age you can right. go in and grab people out of the portal and and I think when you when you talk about Coach Des uh, one of, as we kind of segue back to the Cajuns here, uh, one of the things, he, he really enjoys developing players, developing those high school kids. But at, at some point in this day and age, you got to realize that maybe maybe there's another way to do it, and that's, that's what a lot of teams are doing. I mean, Ole Miss is doing it. Uh, Lane Kiffin has kind of jumped on board, even though he doesn't like it, uh, because I saw a, a, a post from him earlier uh, today or the other day, and he was saying, I don't like, it's basically saying, I don't really like the way it is, but you have to adjust. And, and that's I think that's a dilemma for, for a lot of group of five schools.
0: I heard, I saw or read a college coach saying, I actually like the transfer portal better because the kids, they have experience, they know what they're looking for, and they're not jerking the coaches around. Whereas the high school seniors or juniors sort of tend to jerk the coaches around, and these guys are making their decisions much sooner in the transfer portal, right? It's not, yeah. you know, a whole year or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the Raging Cajuns, it's nice in theory to go get those high school kids, but if you do all the developing and then Alabama comes calling and your all Sunbelt corner decides he's better at Alabama and you have NIL money that he's going to get, then yeah. it's a problem. Yeah. So you do have to do. You have to do both. You absolutely have to do both. Yeah. I presume they've lost... I think much more on the defensive side out of the portal than on the offensive side of the portal so far. He's going to have to fill some holes because if you're if you have some guys that are I mean, when we were going up, George, back yeah. in our day, George, yeah, right, right? You right. really didn't see the field unless you were a really special player. You really didn't see the field until you were a redshirt sophomore, yeah. right? So you showed yeah, up, sure. you re- yeah, and then you got on special teams, and then right. you played their last two years. So unless you were the super duper quarterback or running back or wide receiver mo- or defensive end, most players did not play until their third year in college. Well, that's not the case anymore. No. And the problem is at a and when you bring in all the five stars, while well, all the five stars can't play. That's why they all transferred sure, sure. out. And, and on a side note, Syracuse. Out recruited a and <laughs> not once but twice. <laughs> Having said that, uh, Des has to Des has to um,
2: incorporate that. incorporate yes. incorporate the, um, the, the,
0: the welcome portal. in the transfer portal because otherwise you're just gonna you're just gonna get left behind. It's a nice theory to do it your way, but when you understand your G5 and because if if they're taking other players, if the Power Five schools are taking other players, that means some players are gonna be left behind oh, and. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you can get guys that went to Power 5 schools out of town, right? It didn't work out, and you can bring them back because there's plenty of talent right here in Acadiana.
2: Yeah, you're right about that. There are a ton uh, with regards to that. I mean, look, LSU did it with McKinley, Dominic McKinley. Sure. From, from, uh, you know, signed with A&M. I'm not going to
0: shut up about (laughs) it. That's because the A&M defensive line coach, Elijah Robinson, ended up at Syracuse. (laughs) <laughs> well, look, right. that, and that's what happens. I mean, yeah. And, a, and and Verge Osbury's kid, Austin, came back from Auburn, and now he's going to LSU because he's right. coming back home.
2: Right. And, and, and it's interesting because uh, at, at some point, there's got to be – I think what Lane Kiffin's post was about, too, was the fact that, look, it's got they they have to put a time frame in it or something because they do and it's kind of a wild west type of atmosphere so
0: i don't know we'll maybe we'll find out somewhere along the way but maybe desmo does have a policy once you go into the portal you can't come back out i don't happen to like that policy Mm. but there's got to be a deadline so if you go into the portal right say when he did on signing day you if you want to come back you have to come out before it closes all right so that'll give you two weeks you want to test the waters go ahead but i got to. Make my plans. I have to worry about the rest of the program. I can't only worry about you, and so maybe there has to be a deadline. I'm sure we're going to change uh, the way it works. It really is a work in progress. The only problem is when some of these schools, right now, when I went to school, we didn't. I mean, I got back to school, and the Bengals and the 49ers—I tell you how old I was—were playing in the Super Bowl. All right? <laughs> all right, the next day was the first day of class.
2: 89 or 81.
0: So that would have been, that would have been January of 89,
2: right? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So my
0: sophomore year is January of 89, (laughs) but it's at the end of the year, right? A lot of these schools start classes either this past week, right? Or certainly this week. And not all of them start at the end of January. So they have to make their decisions quicker because the whole idea of transferring is to get into that spring practice. So you know what's going on. So you're ready to perform in fall and ready for the season, right?
2: Yeah, so so let's turn the page as we kind of talk a little bit about basketball and uh, it, it, the Cajuns. Really, uh, you know, they they had a phenomenal year uh, a year ago. They made it to the NCAA tournament. Uh, played a, played a a, a very uh, impressive year. Uh, had an impressive season going undefeated uh, uh, at home, which uh, hadn't been done uh, before at the Cajun Dome. But uh, this season's a little different. Uh, You you lose uh, Jordan and uh, you don't have, it doesn't seem like you have a guy stepping up, although Kobe has been kind of lifting his game a little bit. Is there, there needs to be somebody else to help him out though, right? I mean, we, well, they don't have it, right? They don't have it. I mean, it'd be nice,
0: you know, Karen Crow, Joe, Joe Charles, very good player, needs to find some consistency. They just don't have the guy. In the middle, right? So, since I've been here again, it was Sean Long, right. NCAA tournament, right? Yep. Bryce Witherspoon should have gone to the NCAA tournament, but Stove got hurt and Gant got sick. <laughs> and last year they had Jordan Brown went to the NSA tournament. So, they've yep. always had a big guy and they've always had shooters, right. but now they don't have the big guy inside. Katinji does what he can. He's not as good as those other players. So basically this team lives and dies by the threes. All right, so already this year, they've hit 18 threes in two games. Mm-hmm. So for me, for my money, they have to hit 10 threes or else they're just not going to be able to compete. They just don't have uh, what they need inside to compete with with the rest of the Sun Belt or, or college basketball. For that and,
2: and when the Sun Belt expanded, they added JMU, which that team in both football yeah. and basketball, yeah. I don't know what they're like in baseball, but they th- that that program seems to have an, an elite uh, coaching uh, athletes. They're they're a pretty good program all around. It looks like. Well, it's kind of like that
0: 2013 2014 Raging Cajuns, right? The right. baseball team was the number one in the nation. The softball yeah. team went to uh, Oklahoma City. Yeah. The basketball team uh, went to the NCAA tournament, and the football team. Went to the New Orleans Bowl, so they're they're riding high. All right, they lost a very tough ball game last year to South Alabama, where the point guard could not miss uh, throwing in things from his hip. Uh, it was a tough ball game. They they, I mean, if when Mark Byington sees the film of that, he's not going to want to see it. He's like, well, what could we do? We doubled te- we double teamed him, and he's just making shots. Um, so uh, you know that was a big ball game on on Thursday night, first time. That a ranked team has come in here since, what, 06, I think? Yeah, I think it was yeah. Nevada and Tennessee yep. came in. Right. And, and you know, they're doing well right now. Jamie doing well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's all. It's always uh, – I, I enjoy basketball. Uh, since I've been here, I think I'm on t- year 21 of being in Acadiana here in Lafayette. And the interesting part about the, the basketball program is, for me, 03, 04, 05, those years were phenomenal they, mm. they they went to the tournament no four and 05, back to back it, it doesn't reflect on the banners there was uh, something else uh, uh brewing <laughs> but uh definitely one of the one of the more interesting years uh, those years uh they had they had just electric teams and i hadn't seen that until last year uh and and now this year i i think they have a good team but i don't know if they're as electric as they were well well, one yeah, of the issues I that I've always go.
0: had with the basketball-wise is when they're not making their threes, they don't, they, Bob is very analytical, right? He wants the threes or he wants layups slash free throws, all right? And so somewhere along the way, when the guy's blocking all your shots or you can't make a three, you have to do the mid-range game, not this team. This team has to stick with that plan because that's the only way they're going to be able to compete. They've got to make threes and get to the free throw line.
2: Good stuff, Dave. Anything else you wanted to add?
0: No. Hey, we, All we, right. We, we've Baseball season. Baseball season coming right around the corner. Corner. season's coming up. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm it, Fauci.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Dave Schultz locked on Samba. You can find him at at SchultzyCast. On Instagram and X. Be sure to check it out. And uh, I, I listen to them all the time. I just enjoy uh, We've always, we've, since you first got here, we've always gotten along real well. Uh, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a quiet, loud guy, if that makes any sense. There's nothing quiet about me.
0: Exactly. I'm, I'm, that's what, that's what I'm, that's I'm a what loud guy. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah.
2: But we get along. It, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't we, we're like uh, yin and yang. A little bit. So, uh, well, excellent. Thanks so much for taking some time to come thanks, chat Bobby. with they us. They can subscribe on YouTube, Locked on Sunbelt. There you go, on YouTube as well. All right, thanks. Dave Schultz there, uh, Locked on Sunbelt. That's going to do it for tonight's edition of Inside Cajun in Nation. We're going to talk to you next time. Have a great week, everybody.